The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello, everyone who is listening. If you're listening live, please feel free to take us up on the offer of calling in 816-251-3555. We mean it. Call in. For the first half of this show, I have with me one of my awesome teammates, Coach Amy Anfinson. Hello, Amy. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Hello, everyone. Amy and I uh, teamed up around a year and a half ago, Amy. Yeah, we're getting close to two Almost years. Almost two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, things were uh, growing in the kick-ass workshop that I created and founded, and I've been running for over five years, and I wanted to have some extra awesome coaches on my team, and Amy has been adding her talents to the 12-week transformational journey. We take women on to bring their soul back to life and help them land their dream jobs. Um it's not a linear process, is it, Amy? No, it is not. It, it is um, some deep work to really get to know yourself and how to move through all the things that you experience in your career and your life. Mm-hmm. It's ironic, isn't it, that we are born of such pure soul energy and the first 20 to 30, maybe even more years of our lives is kind of carving us into a lesser being and then we got to do the work to <laughs> to pull all that stuff off. Uh, it almost it almost seems like a, a cruel joke. Uh, <laughs> but that is the work of, of a soul on this physical planet. Today, we're going to focus our attention on miracles. And I think that the beginning of life itself is just one particular example of a miracle. And I do also think, Amy, when when our clients are beginning to receive that tap on the shoulder that it's time for their soul to reemerge and get the help that they need and come back to life and uh, make those shifts in their life that they've been desiring for so much, even that tap on the shoulder to me is a miracle. Um, and I'm going to throw out a definition of a miracle, and then I want you to do that for how you see what a miracle is. So to me, a miracle is something that is obviously touched by the divine, that it is outside the the logical sequence of the physical world. And there's so much in this beautiful world that is not physical um, I think physicists tell us that it's 98 or 99% not physical and only 1% to 2% physical. And that breaks down to how atoms and molecules uh, are energy versus physical substance. So all that we see and touch in the physical realm, including our bodies, is mostly energy. So uh, by definition, uh, because of that, we are energy and we know that there is an energetic force moving through us that we can't explain, 
Sometimes we could call that a life force. Sometimes we could call that our, our subconsciousness. Uh, we tend to move it in the direction of our soul and our connection to our divine source. Um, so to me, Amy, a, a miracle is that which is touched by the divine. What, what do you consider to be a miracle and how do you see the world of miracles operating in this world? Mm, well, I like it's the touched by the divine. It's a, a beautiful way to say that. And I think miracles are things that kind of, sometimes we say they came out of the blue, but they really mm-hmm. didn't. But it, it feels like they came out of the blue mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we things start lining up. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's almost like you're able to, be guided or I, I like to call it synchronicities like synchronicities happen and mm-hmm. it's what some might call a coincidence but you know I think a lot of the women that come to the workshop were divinely guided yes because they they were they were uh, tapped in on on the shoulder in a sense of like you know I can't keep doing this I need to do something different and when a miracle appears a miracle is is like a solution to something that you've been asking for mm. and I when like they are that. open to receive the solution then that's when the miracle appears Ugh. and it can be in all kinds of forms whether it be yeah. people or this workshop there's there's so many miracles but you know you do have to have the eyes to see them and to pay attention to their guidance system which I also think is one of the things we really teach the women in this workshop is how to tune in to their own guidance system. Right, right. Because the guidance system that we are all born with is really the same thing that generates our miracle-making capabilities. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff of divine energy and 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 creation. Um, when we begin to work with someone who got the tap on the shoulder, and it's it's uh, funny, you were there on Tuesday night while we were kicking off our coaching call on Tuesday night with our kick-ass gals, and um, we usually do a little preamble to kind of get the, the call going and maybe do a little group coaching or training or some uh, discussion about a topic or something. Um, we went around and asked them to share a gratitude And this is a big practice that we have our ladies do on a regular basis in order to continue to stimulate their highest version of themselves and keep them at a higher level of the emotional guidance scale. And it was fun that uh, a few of them talked about how all of a sudden when they were almost like begging and praying for a solution to their problem, they saw my my Facebook ad. Now, to to the cynic, a Facebook ad is advertising and marketing and someone trying to sell someone something. And as you know, that's not the way I look at it. I look at it as my ability to be able to connect with people. Um, and so many clients have said, just when I needed it, I couldn't believe it. It was just perfect timing. And I happened to have the time to see the webinar. And um, it's obviously divinely guided uh, when we're all in alignment on that. Um, have you ever been tapped on the shoulder to take action or move towards something uh, to, to craft, create, or begin a miracle in your life, Amy? Yeah, actually, um, joining your team was that. 
instance. <laughs> um, my husband had lost his job and I was, you know, looking for like, what, what are we going to do? And I had my own coaching practice, but you know, we were short in income and I, I ended up writing a thank you letter to God that said, thank you for my full client load that covers all of our expenses and transforms lives for the better. And thank you for the multiple income streams. And then six days later, you called me and said, hey, <laughs> I could use another coach. This is really going wonderful. And these women's lives are being transformed. And would you be interested? And so, you know, that was a touch by the divine. And I knew that it was because I had written that thank you letter down and taped it on my bathroom mirror. And so, mm. you know, when you offered that to me, I wasn't quite aware that that was the answer. Um, and then when I went and saw my note again, I went, oh, oh, this, this is the answer. Okay, I received. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, it's amazing when we are paying attention to what we're, what we're asking for and being able to see the signs and to be able to let it in. So, yes, mm -hmm. the miracles are, and they're fun. They're fun when you're paying attention. Right? Yes, so much it is fun. fun. It is fun. And um, you and I had been in touch for several years. Uh, I met you when you were basically proctoring with the coaching training that I took um, five years ago now. Um, mm -hmm. We met there. We sort of uh, connected on some uh, practice coaching and that sort of thing and just kind of hit it off and were in touch over the years and it was certainly my pleasure to be in a position to reach out and, and ask you to join the team. And honestly, I was a little timid about it because I'm thinking, oh, I'm not really quite sure if this is what she wants to do with her coaching. And, you know, is this good enough of a, of, of, of a job for her or something that she'd want to do? So um, I had to step through that on my end um, in order to participate in the miracle making. And I think that that's, the double whammy, isn't it? When, when we step through resistance, old story, limiting beliefs, um, when we ignore the, I can't, this isn't, she'll never, it won't ever. When we ignore all of the devil's factory, so to speak, mm -hmm. and we step into what we divinely want and know to be true, we are then allowing that highest vibrational truth to come through and the connections made from that place is the exact place of miracle making. We see this so often in our workshop as we're coaching women to ignore all that devil's workshop stuff the limiting beliefs, the past tragedies, the feelings of unworthiness, I'm not enough. And we help coach them to their highest selves and make decisions from that point. And it is so funny because I love this when you, when you uh, mention the words out of the blue. It's so fun to coach someone, isn't it, Amy, where that's the beginning of their statement? Yes. They're, it's almost like they're surprised that these amazing things happen or that this job just kind of fell in their lap or this they were able to find this opening and it just lit them up like this sounds exactly what what I would like to do. And mm -hmm. 
it, it's fun to watch things feel like they're out of the blue, but yet as coaches, we we have we've known the work that we do with the clients to help them get them out of their way and to remove the resistant thoughts and the stories. Um, I was thinking about one client who um, was kind of waiting until everything was just completely mm-hmm. aligned and perfect. And I encouraged her to just, she had a resume done because we have this amazing resume coach that mm-hmm. helps them get everything prepared in their LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And um, she was still kind of waiting for something else. And so I encouraged her to just apply when she sees something that lights her up to, mm-hmm. to not wait and apply. And now she's got, she had an amazing interview and she is just super excited and was so happy that out of the blue, this position mm-hmm. <laughs> appeared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is, um, it is the miracles. And then it's the, the, the support and the accountability of recognizing when it's time to take action too. Right. You know, I think there's a pretty common uh, cliche out there called getting out of my own way. But I don't know that people really understand what that means. I think we throw it around like, oh, I just got to get out of my own way. Like a, like we're some clunky, broken down truck on the side of the road. And the way that shows up in our lives and what we can do about it is that it shows up as all of this negative thinking that we have been programmed and conditioned to believe. We've actually become committed to it, and it has formed a a part and a piece of our identity. When we have that within us, it, it more or less suffocates our soul. And that's usually when women come to us, they've gotten to a point where they've been suffocating their soul They don't know that that's what they're doing. Um, They've suffocated their souls for so many years and in decades that the pain is unbearable. And so what we do as coaches is to help our clients alleviate each layer that is choking off and stifling their soul So literally, they are getting out of their soul's way. Because our soul is the energy and the guidance system that is going to change everything and that is going to open us up and access us to the out of the blue, to the synchronicities, to the miracle-making aspects of how we as humans can unveil our soul's power, and it is power, our soul's power so that we can tap into, align with, connect with, engage with, receive, be in the flow of all of these great aspects of that same energy. So there's someone on the other side of the miracle wanting their end of the miracle as badly as we want our end of the miracle. And your example of us beginning to work together, Amy, was such a perfect example. Here I was wanting someone wonderful to join my coaching team. I was afraid and choking myself off that maybe you wouldn't accept it. 
or maybe it wouldn't be right for you. And I didn't want to be rejected or hurt or anything like that. But I had to get out of that in order for my soul to take the action that I truly desired to take. You know, there's another woman I'm thinking about, uh, another client uh, specifically right now, Amy, and she was having a very difficult time with her boss at work. And eventually, um, instead of getting fired, they actually eliminated her position and she got a severance agreement. And as she kept pulling off the layers that were holding her soul back, her face showed the lightness and the brightness that was coming through. And that's the beginning of the miracle. Tell me what it's like as a coach, Amy, when we see clients literally coming back to life from their inner life force rising up and they begin to feel their divinity coming back to life. Yes, we can actually physically see their face and their energy shift mm -hmm. and light. it's mm -hmm. almost like light comes out of their eyes when mm -hmm. they, you know, and it, it's so much as a shift, shift in perspective because they're stuck in what I call the stories and the beliefs. And we, we, it's like we shine a light so that they can find the truth of who they are and their soul so that they can, can feel differently about themselves, but you can physically see the difference. Mm -hmm. And when they they bring their soul back to life, they are able to access, um, to use the term unkinking their hose. It's like when the hose is unkinked, the flow is there and they have access to uh, good timing, to messages, to their own worth and their own skill set. And they mm -hmm. see themselves with new eyes and when they see themselves with new eyes then they have the confidence to take the action steps and then just the better it gets the better it gets because they they're lit up from the inside out and their whole world when their inside starts shifting their outside world begins to change as well and they're able to connect the dots of how what they're doing for themselves is making the changes in their world and um and also it's like they're connected to the whole of who they are versus these little compartmentalized pieces that they've mm -hmm. um, broken off into when they've experienced hardships in life and career. Yeah. And so it's, it's an amazing experience watching them come back to life and to see themselves with new eyes and to feel confident and to feel worthy of things that they never dreamed they could mm -hmm. be or do or have. Yeah. And, and while all of that is happening, years literally vanish from their face. Mm -hmm. And it is striking. We began to notice it, and we started to change some of the ways that we do uh, some of our initial coaching so that we could uh, kind of catalog this a little bit better so that as our women complete their 12-week uh, transformational journey with us and move on to the next phase, um, we want them to celebrate that. We want them to celebrate how much more joy and happiness and ease is within and how much lighter they are in every way. And that is another word that our clients use. So typically they feel lighter. And, 
And that's because they're not carrying the heavy baggage of negativity. Um, they talk about how their their backpack feels lighter. They're not carrying the burdens of the world anymore. They're not trying to do and be all things to all people. They're they're in their soul's flow, which is so much more energizing than trying to overpower uh, all sorts of things. Um, you've been coaching for a while, Amy, and um, you and I have been coaching together, as we said earlier, about two years together. We've seen hundreds and hundreds of women work through their souls unveiling and work through releasing their souls and turning them into miracle makers. Literally, I feel like we just literally do that. We we take them on this journey to bring their soul back. Soul comes back to life. And, and we put them on this um, uh, platform now of being able to make miracles. Um, one of our gals in our grad group just posted about how much how much different her life is. I think she was uh, in the workshop two years ago, maybe right before you came on board. And she literally went through burning rituals with limiting beliefs and and a whole lot of self-doubt. There were layers and layers of it for her. Um, the 12 weeks is just the beginning, isn't it? It is. It's really like the launch because mm, right. they're given they're given tools that they can use for the rest of their life and i'm you know a, a part of the work that i have have brought to the workshop is helping people understand their emotions and how mm-hmm. to manage right. them and when you learn that i mean that serves you in every single area of your life and mm-hmm. you carry it with you so that you are no longer um operating in a place of out of control. And I was thinking of a scripture that um, says, you know, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but Mm -hmm. of power, love, and self-discipline or a sound mind, which Mm. is understanding yourself, your emotions, and how to work through the thoughts that keep you um, small versus Mm -hmm. operating from your soul. Right, right. When we are launching our ladies into their souls, um, it is the beginning of a great journey. Managing your emotions um, is the way for for your emotions not to hijack you into the fear uh, scale. I guess I'm thinking of some trying to think of some better words. One of the ways we become disassociated from our soul is that we begin to overthink overanalyze, overprocess our experiences. And what we're literally doing is sealing in the negativity. When we are coaching our, our clients, we are helping them bring themselves back into their body. Why is that such an important piece of how we, we, we coach our ladies back into their souls? Well, I think until you understand understand yourself and your emotions and what they are giving you information on it's almost like you're you're not tuned into your own guidance system and so Mm -hmm. it's it's really helping them when they come fully into their body it's helping them to have discernment for what's right and not right Mm -hmm. for them where before they were just going off of just uh any, and you know, they're tuned in. I'm going to say there's a lot of 
women that feel very um, sensitive to other people's energy. Uh And, and so they, they don't have the discernment of like what's right for them because they're so tuned into someone else's. Yes. And, and so helping them come back into their body and understand themselves and know themselves in a way that helps them feel empowered and have more, I'm going to say patience with themselves because Uh I think, you know, Everyone has impatience with themselves and other people in life. And when you have a a better perspective, you can maneuver through the challenges of life with so much more ease. And and helping them become fully in their body gives them that opportunity to learn how to do that. Right. Because our body is 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 the radar system for what's going on energetically. And that includes... Uh, receiving our emotions and knowing where we're at. Um, Folks, if you like what we're talking about, and if you have not seen my five shifts to bring your soul to work and land your dream job, check it out so you can know a little bit more about how to make some of these shifts that Amy and I are talking about. And if you like what you hear, you can always book a complimentary career clarity call with us. Uh, but visit my masterclass at mofall.com slash masterclass. Sign up for a time that works for you. And then, like I said, afterwards, you may want to book a complimentary career clarity call and talk to one of my team members, sometimes with me, uh, about what exactly is going on with your career and to see if we can help you out. Amy, if you were to help anyone give like a, a, a quick tip on maybe either what not to do or what to do before we uh, end for the break here, what's one of the best ways to kind of tap into our miracle making apparatus? I think the most important thing is to care about how you feel and pay attention to if something gives you hope, then act on it mm-hmm. and not just ignore it. Yes. When you pay attention to, to those moments where you feel a little more lit up and it gives you a little more hope, then that's the path that you want to take. Mm-hmm. That is great um, because that coincides with what I just said a few minutes ago, and that is so many human beings, because we're built this way physically, uh, our psychology gets the best of that feeling of hope. Oh, I'm going to just disregard this feeling. Hey, Amy, thanks so much for joining me on this radio show. Folks, I'll be back after the break for more on miracle making and how you can be a miracle maker. Thanks again, Amy. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are back for the second half of Miracle Making. This is Coach Mo Fall. I'm the founder and creator of the Kick-Ass Workshop, where we take women through a 12-week journey to discover their soul again and help them weave that into their career aspirations to help them land their dream job. It's a lot of fun to do that. And it is really the only way to have a progressive, wonderful career is to weave it into who you are at your essence, who you are 
at your beingness. Your soul carries so much power and it is the fuel of the best parts of you. Look, you may not have an Ivy League education. You might. You may not have all of the certificates and grad degrees that you think you need to have. But if you've got education, experience, and expertise in a profession or a field, there's probably some reason why you chose that field or you stayed in it. And often what we find is that over time, women become very depleted and they lose their inner life force. So many of us are convinced that that's just what life will be. And we live this myth that as we get older and age and have more responsibilities, life just becomes drudgery. And that could be a choice of yours, and maybe it has been. But make no mistake about it, it is a choice. Now, you may say to me, well, Mo, I don't know another way, so I'm not really choosing it. It's just what happened to my life. I understand that. It's not your fault that you don't know another way to be or do or haven't had the toolkit handed to you or explained to you. I understand that. You know, uh, my father, who uh, passed away two and a half years ago, was a uh, diabetic in his uh, later years because he had an adrenal uh, tumor that needed to be removed, and it basically put him into being a diabetic, a tall, thin man all his life. Uh, it seemed sort of not fair, but that's what happened with his body. And when he needed to self-manage his diabetes, which he didn't need to do most of his 87 years, but when that became part of what he needed to do because his body stopped producing insulin, he needed to learn how to manage that. He needed to learn how to assess his blood sugars a few times a day and how to administer insulin. And he didn't know how to do that before he was in his early 80s. So I sometimes consider many of the tools and techniques and the coaching that we do to help lift women back into their soul power and help them land their dream jobs to be just like that. It's an instruction manual that you may not have needed or you may not have known that you did need it before you got into trouble or your life got a little bit too unmanageable or unbearable. So many of us in life carry on and carry on and carry on and keep doing the things that we know how to do until we're tripped up by an adverse life event. And that adverse life event sometimes can trigger a lot of different patterns that may come from our childhood or may come from other traumas or life events that we've had and really take us down the road of not being in our highest version of us. And sometimes just plain normal burdens of life deplete us because we're trying to please others and do so much that it's not possible to do. As women, we're typically conditioned and programmed to, to do it all and to take care of everyone's needs. And we're not told that it's okay for us to ask for help and to have other people lean into what we need. So it's a, the sort of the perfect storm. Uh, 12 years ago, a miracle in the making for me was my breast cancer. 
that adverse life event caused me to get off track with my career. It caused me to have to lean into people in a way I'd never done before. It caused me to reflect and dive into aspects of me I had not had the chance. I had not given myself the opportunity. And frankly, I didn't even know they were there. I didn't know that there were these deeper dimensions of me that I had not yet explored. Because at this point in 2008, when I had this cancer diagnosis and ultimately a double mastectomy, I had done a fair amount of work on myself. In my 20s, I was in therapy pretty much that entire decade. In my 30s, I was doing personal development and reading every book and going to conferences. In the year 2000, I hired my first coach and I had a coach of one way or another uh, actually since then, since the year 2000. So for 20 years, I've had other eyes and ears helping me see things in my life and check out my blind spots and guide me toward the highest version of myself and not get stuck in the traps of the way I was conditioned as a, as a woman, as a girl, the way that I had had experiences that shaped maybe some things about how I'm not enough or not smart enough or I'll never be at that top spot or whatever the things are. There's things inside of you, and I know it as true as there's things inside of me, that prevent you from truly showing up at the highest level of who you are, how your creator made you. And that's not your fault, wasn't my fault. It's the natural occurrence of things in this physical human experience of ours to get sort of banged up a little bit, to get depleted, to get into challenges that we don't understand or navigate for our highest good, and they bring us down. So we lose all capacity of our miracle making. We lose all sense, all connection with our divinity. And look, even if you're a regular churchgoer, or perhaps even you pray in the morning, if it's going through the intellectual phases of doing those activities, you're not getting deep enough. I've been receiving the daily word for 37 years. I know, you didn't even think I was 37 years old. I've got a lot of life experience in the tank here, and I've been receiving this daily word since I was in college. I was introduced to it by a college friend of mine. And I have on my desk every single day the daily word. Uh, Several years ago, they put two months in one little booklet. I thought that was brilliant. Um, Cut down on paper by half. Let's reflect on today's daily word which the word is joy. Divine joy is mine. Joy is a natural part of my identity. The song of my heart sings. I live my life from the depth of joy that comes from God and is part of my divine identity. As joy fills my entire body, my heart overflows with peace and well-being. If I am not feeling joyful, I know I can connect with joy again and again because joy is a constant state of being, always mine, 
to claim for myself. To feel joy deep in my heart, I prepare myself to receive it. Prayer, meditation, and a gratitude practice open me to receive the infinite supply of God. I remember people, places, and experiences that fill me with delight. And as I do, I feel joy fill me like water drawn from a well. I keep the feeling alive by recalling favorite memories, slowing down to notice the beauty in a flower or sunset, or hearing the laughter of people having fun. Every time I seek joy, I find it. We are a divine expression of joy. But I'm going to say it this way. Reading that passage from the Daily Word sometimes will provoke me, and maybe you, into thinking, nope, that's not, that's not happening for me. Nope, don't have that going. Gosh, I wish I could have more joy. Wow, I don't know the last time I connected with a flower. And immediately... Our danger brain, fear brain, that is the most primitive part of us, kicks in, realizing the gap of what we don't have. And this is a joy thief. But this happens all the time. It happened to me last night, actually. I had one of those nights where I was worrying about stuff that I had no place to be worrying in the middle of the night, but it happens from time to time. We get caught up in things we can't control or things that are going on. I've had a lot of family health worries and scares uh, amongst my family over the last couple of weeks. And it just kind of mounted up a little bit, and, and I was just too much tossing and turning. I wasn't accessing the divine joy in me. I eventually got out of bed and did some reading of a book I'm very interested in, in reading and trying to find that feeling good spot, trying to find that miracle-making spot again. And as tired as I was physically, my mind just was somewhere else. It was evading sleep. It was tricking me into feeling that I was in danger so I couldn't sleep. And that's what happens. Our stress response system tricks our brain that things are so dangerous that we can't sleep. It's a very, very primitive response, and it's built to keep you alive. And literally, when you're in a stress response long enough, the melatonin and the other activators in the inner side, in the inside of our brain, stop producing the sleep-inducing chemicals and, and things that help us not only fall asleep but stay asleep. We can be stressed out while we're, while we're asleep, and then we'll be woken up. And then we will suffer. And the spiral of being away from our inner divine joy becomes very aggravating. I think every adult human being has had at least one night like that, maybe hundreds. Divine joy is mine. And even though sometimes it feels like a distant field away, 
it is a place to go to. It is a place to get to. That divine connection is a priority every single day because you personally, as an individual human on this planet, are a miracle-making being. And when you have isolated yourself away from that, when you have separated yourself from your miracle-making being, life is not fun and it is not full of joy. You can read the daily word and convince yourself that you're reading the daily word, so you must be tapping into joy. But if it's an intellectual read, you're not there. When Coach Amy was with me in the first half of the show, we talked a bit about being in our bodies. You see, when we tap into below the neckline and we feel the feelings in our body and we allow the anxiety and the worry to get a little bit of audience rather than trying to push it down and say, no, 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 no. When we actually tap into that, we're going to have a lesson. We're going to have an unveiling. We're going to have this thing that the best question is, what am I to learn from this, God? What am I to learn from this? What's the lesson here for me? Because if we're separated from our soul in any given moment, That separation is our indicator that there is something for us to learn or heal in order to close that gap. If you are not in your miracle-making being, if you are in your mind thinking through things and overanalyzing and reading a daily word and you feel the words in your head but you don't feel them in your heart, and you feel disconnected from the phrases, as joy fills my entire body, my heart overflows with peace and well-being. If that statement rings hollow, if it brings about the reminder that you're separated, pay attention to that opening. Pay attention. Read it slowly. Step into that piece of what you must pay attention to. Allow yourself to feel the disconnectedness because as soon as you focus on the disconnectedness and you get real with it, you are now moving closer to your divinity because that desire to close that gap is literally the soul saying, heal me, help me. When we push down our feelings, pretend they don't exist, read through the daily word with our brain, push it aside, get up to pour another coffee, worry about the day, fret about a meeting, be angry about something that's going wrong or isn't going the way that you want it to or a coworker. Please be inspired to bring your soul back into the equation and allow yourself to have the space to experience what you're truly experiencing so you can heal and learn. Because that separation from your miracle-making you is a fatal way to live.
You're not only robbing yourself from your greatness, you're robbing the rest of the world from your greatness. And that may feel like a far, far continent. Your greatness may feel far away. But it doesn't have to be. It can be within the confines of a 10 or 15 minute morning ritual of bringing yourself back into your divine. If it starts with reading the daily word, don't just read it, feel it. Feel where you have the separation. Feel where the words are like, oh, that's not where I'm at. Oh, I don't want to focus on the fact that I don't have that mo. I want to focus on my brain and head feeling clear and happy and energized. Meanwhile, you're pushing down the real stuff that's going on. We encourage our clients to feel their feelings and to allow the full fountain of expression because that is the only way to break out of the prison of human suffering. And as soon as you give that space, you will begin to free yourself up. You'll begin to free your soul and your divinity up to being revealed. Because as much pressure as you're putting on repressing the emotions that don't feel good, that pressure is also pushing down the energy and the beauty of your soul. So on one hand, it certainly is easy to understand how we get into human suffering and we basically get locked in to suffering and struggle. We get locked into things that don't feel good. And our miracle making seems like just words of a, a person on a radio show saying these lovely things. And why can't I get that? I remember years and years ago reading Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer books and any and all of those authors being pretty upset with them. They didn't live a real life. They didn't know what it was like. They wrote books. Of course, you're going to feel good writing books and creating. I thought, how lucky of them to do that. And I'm working for a living, making a salary and paying my bills and going on vacation and doing all the normal things. And there's all these people writing wonderful things. And Wayne Dyer saying, all you have to do is see the world differently for the world to be different. No, it's not that easy, Wayne. It's not that easy to do, but it is that easy of a process. So we might call it simple, not easy. Finding your miracle-making being is within you. And one of the interesting things that my frustration with these spiritual authors over the years, my frustration helped hone me into how can I help others really take these spiritual messages and apply them to their normal, practical lives. I found that through my breast cancer journey. 
when I was struck down with cancer and I had to vacate my job responsibilities for several weeks to go through the surgery and recover, I had my come to Jesus moments. I had my valley of doubt moments. I was always active, a runner, ran half marathons. As a matter of fact, I ran a marathon with my sister 10 days before my double mastectomy. I was the picture of health until I wasn't. Until I wasn't. And that adverse life event cracked me open in a way that if not, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to say the things I say to the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients I've had. I wouldn't have been able to embrace all of the spiritual principles and put them into real life practice in a way that I can help women claim a better career and a better life. Because the spiritual life does not have to be in isolation to the quote-unquote real world. We can very easily, when we know how to do it, weave the spiritual you into the work you, the professional you, the mom you, the daughter you, the sister you, the spouse you. When you get separated from your soul, all of those things go in the wrong direction. And they go in the wrong direction as long as you'll tolerate it. As long as you can stand being separated from your soul. That's the time frame. I say it shouldn't be one more day. There is an urgency for you to come back into alignment with your soul. There's an urgency for you to fix your pain. There's an urgency for you to fix the things that are causing you not to be the most powerful, beautiful, divine version of you. It's important. And every day that you are separated from your soul, that you are separated from your miracle making, you are doing yourself harm physically, spiritually, psychically, mentally, and more than likely professionally and financially. And I know for sure that when you are separated from your soul, your physical body is also ailing. And if that hasn't caught up to you yet, it's just a matter of time. I got stopped in my tracks at the age of 46. Stopped in my tracks. I had a very successful career going quite well. Matter of fact, I had just landed a dream job at a dream company. And two months into it, I had to tell my boss that I had been diagnosed with breast cancer and I was going to need some time off. I was nervous about that. I was scared about that conversation. Then when I told my new team, my new coworkers, I cried. I cried because it wasn't what I wanted to be doing two months into a new job. And I found many of them to be very endearing, wonderful, professional people that I really wanted to be their leader and help take the company to the next level. I didn't want to take a pause. I didn't. But I was forced to. And you don't have to be forced to. 
you could make your free will, make a decision to learn how to pull your soul back to life and weave it back into your career so that you feel awesome, have a better job, and are making more money. It's great to have that going on, and we do it all day long for our clients. There's women in our workshop who are handling things like their children going through major, major trials and tribulations. Women in our in our workshop right now who are handling the the quadruple duty of being a teacher, a mom, a wife, a chef, and a professional. I think that's actually five <laughs> numerous dimensions. Every aspect of that gets better when your soul is alive. And every aspect of that is hard and impossible when your soul is dead or inside. Let's come together and figure out if we can help you raise your soul back to life, bring that life force back. The best way for you to do that, if you haven't seen my webinar, the master class I conduct on bringing your soul to work, mofall.com slash masterclass. If you like what you've heard today, you got to meet Coach Amy earlier in the show. She's one of my wonderful teammates on my coaching team. You can go ahead and book your complimentary career clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. And we will help you see yourself and your truth and give you clarity. And if we're the solution for you, we'll talk about how that goes. This is Coach Mo Fall, mofall.com, everywhere on social media. We'll see you next time here on Unity Radio. Bring your soul to work every day. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the Mind Body Spirit. .fm podcast network